Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore practicing mixing powerful ingredients. We can begin applying this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. Here's a quote that um, I wrote. Um, Magic and miracles are possible when you mix gratitude, attitude, visual images, and mindful intentions. Let's stand until they are clear and then take action. Each morning, check in with your internal being and ask yourself questions on how you feel as you are ready to jump into the stream of energy flowing along in your day. Are you ready to receive what you are manifesting and requesting from the universe? Give yourself space and time to check in as a pilot does a preliminary dashboard flight check of all systems before takeoff. Do you feel balanced with your selections and have time set aside for the important people and passions close to your heart and soul? When you pause for a moment in your day, how do you remind yourself to shift and make this an expected valuable part of your time focus? Do you put post-it notes for yourself in your living and working environments with keywords or phrases to remind yourself to act? Do you use images to invite your, you, yourself to pause and take a break? Or do you completely ignore both open reminder invitations and just keep on doing whatever you are focused on? It is really easy to spend precious time and resources keeping busy planning and building systems around ourselves rather than taking action. When you make choices of how to take action based on clear positive intentions, and awareness of outcomes, the possibilities are endless. Today we're exploring how to recalibrate ourselves as we plant thought seeds of positive intentions that will create more clarity in our lives. We're also uh, lovingly wanting to cultivate the seeds of intention, encouraging them to grow into precious patterns of thought, energy, and action. Let's start with a few questions. What would be the most important and loving thing you could do with 30 minutes of your time each day? If you could only do one thing today and be satisfied with that, what would it be? You want to think of this, the one thing you could do that would change your life in some way. It's possibly writing something. It's, it could be some meditation or coming up with something to create videos or maybe start a different business. Maybe it's getting things organized, but when you pick one activity, that would be the most, that would be making the biggest difference. That's what you want to do. So if we take a look at this and we say, okay, well, we want to pick something. Um, We want to have it set aside as an intentional guideline and we want to have some time where we pause and decide beforehand what we're going to do. But it's really also knowing why. Why does this matter to you? Are you helping to serve another person, a group? Is there a a loving act for yourself or others? 
And when you keep this why in your heart, you as you want to have that as you move through the activity. And notice if you're you're tending to rush through everything, because maybe you want to just get it done. But if you fall in love with the activity, uh, rather than just going through the motions, it's something that um, it's right in front of you, and you know that there's an opportunity there. But don't let yourself get distracted. We have mental habits of switching to other things, and sometimes we uh, forget to say no. Uh, thank you. But it's also recalibrating ourselves and looking as we uh, go into ourselves and start practicing here with some intention, we're recalibrating, which is maybe maybe looking at planting, loving cultivation and looking at things, um, how, how can we keep rolling along with something that we're growing with? No matter how skilled we are, we become as setting intentions, you can't always avoid life's frustrations and challenges. Sometimes stuff happens. And if we're decided, we're actually distancing ourselves in a way, um, it can feel like a simple technique that we have some distance and have a higher perspective. But sometimes things happen. What we want to do is ask ourselves, what will I think about this as a month or a year from now? It's really a powerful question, and it can help shift us in, a, in our thinking so we're not frustrated. And um, because sometimes we get frustrated when things threaten us that maybe we didn't know about. And also, we can also pretend that we are advising someone um, as we go about this. Most people find it much easier to help someone to solve other problems. And um, if we're thinking in terms of answering a thorny question or issue, um, we can think in terms of it being as we're sitting with giving advice and possibly ourselves advice. But sometimes it's much easier to look at these different situations um, or the stuff as, okay, this is outside of myself. And uh, when we remove ourselves from the equation, sometimes it's a little easier to deal with. If we're focusing on things, we want to focus on one task at a time. Uh, Multitasking makes um, a lot of mess, actually. It makes us less rather than more productive. And when we constantly juggle, you know, different error rates can increase and output de- decreases. So rather than responding to email all day long, check your electronic mailbox just twice a day. That way you can hone in on the most important work without constant interruption. Also, um, block out some uninterrupted thinking time to work on your most complex tasks and batch similar tasks together. Ask yourself, did you spend your time and your attention on things that matter? Do you feel that you did a good job and had the support of others? Did the day leave you feeling more energized than depleted? And basically having a good day, how do we do this? The ingredients that make this up have to do with, um, we're talking about mixing up the ingredients. and This is more or less like a recipe, thinking in terms of the ingredients as different parts of um, attitude, gratitude, uh, visual cues, and intentions. 
we want to practice gratitude. It's ultimately that which makes our day good or bad. And that's a mindset. And when we point ourselves to note good things, even small things, our brains get into a habit of looking for more positive things and our mood improves. It's a habit when we look at this too because we are changing sometimes in a way that um, we practice and we find ourselves feeling better. We find ourselves feeling um, over and over again, which uh, as we start looking at how to change and um, noticing the good things around us, we're going to want to be doing this. So at the beginning of each each day, try to notice three good things for maybe uh, just a few minutes as you get started in your day. Notice and be aware, be present. Your, your coffee was hot. Maybe someone held a door open for you. And at the end of the day, think about three things that happened during the day and um, notice them to yourself and also share them with your family. The more that you practice gratitude and noticing these different little things possibly, the more you're going to find them showing up. And it might turn out that you, you know, as you go through this, you're going to feel more that you had a good day. You, you have people hoping that you have or asking for attention in the morning and saying, have a good day. And this is also one way to um, not just challenge yourself, but also find yourself um, looking around so that if you are rushing around and you um, find yourself in a different situation, you can also be able to shift so that you end up actually having a good day every day. Um, in this process, you know, we're, we're also looking at routines. And sometimes our morning and our evening routines um, are the things that actually prime ourselves for success. They help us achieve more, think clearly, and do work that actually matters. They keep us from stumbling through our day and make and it helps to make sure that you know we keep an eye on the focus and the wanting to focus on important things. It takes a bit of discipline as we go along through this, but routines will set us up for a series of successes. They are the what and why of going through things. And um, sometimes we want to have routines that help to create more perfect days. And some of this has to do with um, habits and looking at ways to um, deal with certain aspects. Appreciation is a key to any relationship, and it's really a way of making us feel good about what we've done, appreciating some others as they are helping in your process helps to um, show that you're paying attention to others are helping you, and you are um, also responding. There is a lot of power of appreciation. Gratitude itself means the quality of being thankful and that we show recognition of appreciation and it helps to return kindness. It's the joy felt on seeing the good in something or someone. Voltaire said, appreciation is an excellent thing. It makes what is excellent in others belong to us as well. It's really our interpretation of reality because perception is not reality. 
and it's something that um, sometimes it gets a little bit ex out there. But when we look at expectations and we look at the reality, um, sometimes the bright side of like life can be a bit too bright. But sometimes we also look for things and we expect things to happen, but we don't always get what we want. But you can, we can accept and we can get and we can want and we can also say thank you. When we stop fighting reality, we can uncover opportunities. You know, acceptance is not really giving up. Um, Albert Hubbard said, I would rather be able to appreciate things I cannot have than I have things I am not able to appreciate. So when we look at the acceptance and the appreciation, it's really the first step for being grateful and to take moments and peoples as they are. When we accept reality as is, it doesn't mean giving up. It's really accepting and there's a misconception around the idea of acceptance sometimes. We learn to love the weather you get because we don't have control over it. It's there. We learn to accept it or we move to a different location. We are also able to stop um, in, a, in our tra tracks because we simply embrace the weather in a way like the sun's shining every day. We know somewhere. And... Um, we embrace the different changes, like in the rain also. So acceptance is really recognizing and not being in our emotion of um, wanting to change something um, because of whatever frustration we have. But is it, it's being able to take, um, accept reality as it is, and whether it's something that everyone has that as a reality, um, when we take a look at things, sometimes it can be so simple as that. Uh, acceptance really is transformation. We can't change the reality. And our attitude has, you know, basically to change. Once we stop resisting certain things, some people just can't stand the rain. But also, that's something you have to look at. In the reality, we need rain. You know, the, the mother nature needs rain. And... Um, when we take a look at the reality, it does have a lot of negative connotations. I mean, getting wet and having to deal with getting wet and on and on. But it's interesting that when we stop judging this and taking a look at it from a better, better perspective, um, we're going to have different experience with things. And when we appreciate things for what they are, uh, it's really um, a test you know, because actual life we have going on around us is something that we cannot usually control, but we have the ability to respond to. Um, we're receptive to what's happening, and um, we accept reality with some active process in there. It opens us up to more potential opportunities when we do this, too. So rather than being so busy complaining about whether that we don't like for whatever reason, we can ask ourselves, what can I do with this uh, weather so that I can be not in that negative sense of resisting it? Power of appreciation is very much an active um, result here that um, we have as an attitude. So 
Oprah Winfrey said, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. So gratitude means the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation and to return kindness. Appreciation is the joy felt in seeing the good in something or someone. It is a mental state that imparts happiness and motivates us to action. But it can be confusing, too. When we develop an attitude of gratitude, it really improves our well-being. When we are thankful for what life gives us as opportunities, we can learn a lot from it. And it has a lot of positive effects if we open the door and we look and are present with different situations. Sometimes it's difficult to appreciate what you have in our life because we're looking at and longing for things that we don't have. But when we take a look through the gratification of looking at um, something in a different lens, abundance in our life is also another one that we can also look at through the fence and have a different attitude. So when we're concentrating on what's not happening in your life, or what you don't have, you're trying to blame or justify why things as they are, possibly you're going to miss all the greatness that's already there and it's surrounding you and blessing your life, but you aren't aware of the blessings or you're not present with the blessings. We get sidetracked with, and stuck in, in some of this where we are out wanting something, needing something, having something, and instead of being grateful for what we do have, People and situations not be all that you thought or expected, but that's, again, part of the problem. We put expectation on this situation. But if we take a chance and be grateful for what, for what is in our life, and sometimes we um, are maybe not where we want to be totally, but you're also going to be looking at things that are possible gifts and blessings that are already in front of you. And when you ask and and in your feeling process, you're feeling, what do I have to be grateful for? And there's a lot of times in our life where we're we're struggling with this question uh, because maybe we've allowed other people and situations to take over our life. Um, Basically, or maybe you don't value certain things or you find that there's darkness around something or you are looking at the what's on the other side of the fence is a bit greener than what's on your side of the fence. Um, Sometimes we aren't uh, in the position of owning something that we believe we should have something that um, is uh, a process or something that we have as a um, event or um, whatever it is that's not there. Um, Our feelings towards situations could be a problem. And when we take time to actually step back from this and notice ordinary things like birds singing or the sun shining or looking at um, and also smells of the rain where you're looking at puddles on the pavement, you can actually look into a puddle and see the sky. Isn't that cool? Um, When you experience some of these simple things and um, maybe you have a different sense about them because they are showing up from past experience and you you have appreciation that's just very um, personal. 
um, it's it's very exciting because when you appreciate them, um, you're actually going to start feeling them, and it can it, it can raise your your feeling of um, having appreciation in a different attitude. On that attitude note, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. And today we're taking a look at mixing ingredients, very powerful ingredients. And gratefulness is a very big starting point we want to be grateful and count our blessings gratitude is really the pathway to happiness and also it's something that we have control over we can be looking no matter how little things are the more happier and and we can be um in life in a way that um we can start out with a a premise and and work through some of this um, and know that we can learn to be grateful and count blessings because tomorrow it might all be gone. So the suggestion is to jot down thoughts every day, write down things that you're grateful for. And as you go through this, it becomes easier and easier because it's just really taking a moment. You don't have to take that long. It's really being grateful that you have air in your lungs and our heart is beating. And um, if we can... You know, take time to be a few moments of um, writing down or sharing something with someone that you love. It's it's taking um, the time, which again, our time is very much our our decision. Some of this could be so simple as to step out of your life and maybe go and donate time to someone that needs help. Um, take a look at the areas around where you are and you want to appreciate what you have 
but also go and possibly help someone that is having issues or problems to solve. And it gives you more appreciation for what you're actually able to um, experience in your own life. Um, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to contribute. It could be, uh, it can be also being present and living in the moment. And when you do this, when you live in the moment, you're actually appreciating, you're, you're more serious about appreciating what you have. Some of the miracles that happen, you know, there's miracles that happen all around us. Sometimes we can see them. Maybe it's a rainbow showing up right in front of us. And when you see that, it's, it's nature saying, take a look, you know, how does pay attention? It's a marvel and a wonder. And there's a lot of simple, beautiful things that happen that when we're conscious, we can be utterly astonished when we are in presence of certain things. A lot of nature is uh, standing and being in awe. When you take a walk in the park and listen to the birds chirping or smell the roses, it's hard to do this when we're so immersed in our problems. But when we take an important step out and appreciate life, life in, in itself within the moment, it's a beautiful gift. It's here now and it can be gone tomorrow. So we don't want to take things for granted in a sense. We can stop and, and stop ourselves comparing ourselves to others. It's easy to compare because there are others, everyone is different out there. And when we take a look at, at this consistently, if we're in our uh, consistent mode of comparing ourselves to others, we're never going to eliminate um, the issues uh, because we're comparing and also uh, we're all different so that um, it's going to also be very different effects too. But we can appreciate what we have right now and even the small things, they could be gone tomorrow. And in that process, we're, we wanting, we're wanting to keep ourselves present with certain things. Um, in a simple way, we can order um things that we do and appreciate what we have, but we can, we can also look at things from a downsizing perspective, getting a smaller car or a simpler car, um, using uh, experience to show in different choices how to, um, you know, when you take it, a look at things of value, how is this, is it wonder, is it joy, that's a sense of value? Um, sometimes we forget that there's lots of different focuses and choices that we make and also can actually make. So um, when we are looking to donate, sometimes we can look for a cause that we might be um, maybe not experiencing certain things, but also we can donate to a cause that helps others. Asking ourselves different questions. Um, how do we appreciate and what do we appreciate? And sometimes we might not get full answers from ourselves, but when we are in search for how we can improve our lives, and first of all, focusing on improving ourselves, appreciation of things starts from a very you know, basic level. And it comes from the sense of our values that we have and the things that we want to do in this world. Um, sometimes, you know, taking a, a, a a different pathway just to look at experiencing things that, that you might not 
normally experience um, and feeling through the areas. So you end up coming out from you know a, an experience in a different way. Uh, helps to show you what you really should be appreciating. So someone taking a, a um, an experience like uh, if someone's terminally ill, um, it's a different experience because their life is is in a balance act there, and sometimes that can be really hard. Um, we want to let go of certain attitudes and emotions of hatred, negativity, because that really doesn't serve us whatever, whatsoever. And when we let go of this, it also is a way of adding more space to be um, showing up so that we can be in a different attitude and appreciation for things that maybe we don't see on a regular basis, but we can experience. When we look at a simple effort, you know, smiling is one of these simple efforts. And it prove, you know, studies prove that when we smile, a genuine smile, um, we can lift ourselves out of depression and sadness. And it really makes us feel happier. It, it's really a simple thing, but it's also, they say, smiles go for miles. And how do we practice that if we're not normally a smiler? Uh, we we have joy within ourselves, and if you look, take a maybe 20 minutes a day and say, okay, well, I'm going to smile, and uh, do a genuine smile, you know, so that you know, basically, it becomes a response that as you're out and about, and you're thinking of things and maybe others, you're going to have that smile just showing up. When we take a look at all of these components, you know, it is something that. Um, we have a perpetual, I mean, for the most part, we're pretty solid, but for the most part, some of us also have a perpetual state of want. Um, we want more, more, more. We want more money. We want more shiny new toys. We want more things. And we tend to chase those material things all around with focus and gusto uh, in our pursuit. And um, we think that Increasing this pursuit is going to increase our happiness, where we're also going to see more gratitude and experiences. But research shows that a lot of times they, people aren't happier uh, when they actually get them, what they've been in pursuit of. And sometimes it creates more stress and we end up spending less time. So uh, when we start learning about really appreciation and how to, how to appreciate what we have, and stop wanting, then it also shows that um, when we're grateful and we practice um, this process of gratitude, we're going to find ourselves happier, you know, less depressed and less, less stressed. We want to feel in control of our lives. And actually living in gratitude helps to um, look at things in a different way. Four things that we can really feel in admiration and appreciation towards is the good within yourself, the good within others, the blessings of being born human, and the many advantages and opportunities we are enjoying. So genuine looking at the gratitude and the attitude is part of really looking from an appreciation perspective and finding ourselves in that 
that that's a, a very important ingredient in this whole focus. So it's once in a while we want to pause and take some time and really go through these different parts as they're uh, active ingredients within ourselves, taking care and doing things in a, in a positive way, working with positive people. And um, it's really having an appreciation of some really simple things. Um, having an appreciation that the ocean that you see is, is out there and it, it has a consistency. We, um, the waves go in and out, in and out. Appreciate you know, the, um, the fact that you can see things and smell things. There's some really simple stuff there. Uh, probably it's, it's really uh, taking some time and looking at um, practicing acceptance and expressing how we feel in a different way. Part of this is an attitude also, and attitudes are part of the ingredients. When we are having a large quantity of something that is plentiful, how do you relate to it? Abundance and prosperity are two separate meanings. Sometimes we have an abundance of something, and our attitude, uh, we might have feelings such as love, calm, joy, and gratitude. When you feel something is abundant, it's really different than someone else, too. And prosperity is really an outside and is tangible possibility. As we go through this and, and look at the how to explore this, you know, it's setting up different ways to um, be present. You know, possibly it's a morning routine. And as we look in this process of routines and habits, we have a different mindset that we're you know that helps to um, have an attitude of uh, something that is a positive habit. Um, we can go back through and remind ourselves as we go. Thinking ahead possibly helps. Um, planning out, choosing our focus. Uh, take a look at what am I focusing that is good and bad, or, or not so much bad, but what do I need to change? Um, as we look at this, uh, we can adopt more empowering thought habits. You know, it's a belief that we are handling certain situations in a certain way, but it's also something that we might need to change as we go through this process. And so um, we want to know how to change our mindset or grow our mindset and then also apply it to our life. Uh, when we go through this, we're practicing different things like some routines and habits and as we're working through processes, it's something that um, if we deliberately focus on certain things and developing the habits um, and situation response, um, we can take some effort here and look at it from a creative perspective or mindfulness. Um, that's a different attitude too. It's all about knowing you have choice on how you can move through your days and respond and that you're, you have the power of the choice. As you go through your, your day, you have the power of, of um, taking time and also having um, a time where you can pause, maybe take you know some 10 deep breaths, um, have time away from your situation, having a time to take 10 or 15 minute block of time to, to get outside and 
um, actually be present, walking slow, really having a chance to see what's close by. How does the fresh air feel? It increases your energy. Um, it'll improve your concentration. Different. Uh, it helps decrease levels of stress and depression. So they're called purposeful pauses, and they can be um, actually helpful in your day. Sometimes we don't want to take the time because we think there's so many other things that are in need of that time slot. But if you take a real thermometer and say, okay, I want to set an intention and get um, a different output put here, we're, we're saying, okay, this this is um, time away, but it's also it's going to give me something in return. And you can take note of that. You can take time to really write down not just some questions, but also some solutions that maybe show up. So you let go a lot. And sometimes we let go of things that maybe not are very clear, um, but we just say, no, no, thank you. It doesn't feel right. And when you do this, you can also start visualizing and saying, okay, I want to visualize this certain effect. You know, what does it feel like when I say no? And how does it affect me in a different way? Jack Canfield said, everything you want is out there waiting for you to ask. Everything you want also wants you, but you have to take action to get it. So um, visual process here is very important too because you can visualize, like Rumi said, keep knocking and the joy inside will eventually open a window and look out to see who's there. So it, you know, the joy is out looking for each of us. When we pause for a moment, how do we remind ourselves to shift? Do we do post-it notes? Do we have, you know, something that is right in front of us? Aristotle made a discovery over 2,000 years ago that thinking always includes imagery. What this implies is that we need to embrace visualization as the empowering strategy in our process. When we intentionally visual, visually look for those cues for us to navigate and inquire and look for present experiences, we also will be finding ourselves finding more experiences and we then can actually actually find that experience uh, happening daily and moment by moment, which gives us a lot of control in a way, but also our acceptance is we have more experience because the experiences become our memories as well as we go. And from that you know point we're being more mindful we're we're looking at things in a more mindful way wayne dyer said act as if what you intend to manifest in life is already a reality eliminate thoughts of conditions limitations or the possibility of it not manifesting if left undisturbed in your mind and in the mind of intention simultaneously it will germinate in the physical world and on that note we're going to take a quick break and we will be back shortly success starts here voiceamericaempowerment.com it's your world 
When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. and We're working through some of the ingredients of our recipe here that we're working on intentions are you know there's some thought starters for intentions and we want to um, take a look at what matters what would you like to build and create what would you like to also let go and who in your life do you feel is is precious um, how are you feeling in your proudest moment or your happiest self and what word would you like to align yourself with we can also take a look at opening our minds and hearts, working with words like peace and calm, connecting with people and giving and receiving love. And as we look at this, it resonates sometimes with us, but also maybe there's different ways to work with words that we haven't used and approach on. And this is the gift of taking time to really check in with ourselves and look for daily intention setting routines that we also want to start practicing because practice is really helpful to get it into a deliberate process and this is uh, deliberate practice can be the recipe for success but really we want to um, look at the potential and also deliberately put ourselves into action as we go because there are you know it's the action not the fruit of the action but really it is what we do, and we do it in a certain way. Um, it's a, it's a very powerful, and it takes time. If there's nothing that's done, nothing's going to happen. And so we end up with these ingredients, and we end up mixing them up. Like they are powerful ingredients in this recipe that we're working on. Um, and this can be mixing up through routines. It can be mixing them up as... Uh, taking the the action, um, uh, Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. 
excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So it's our habits and our routines, and we get things um, in maybe some basic language. Um, what is the difference between habits, routines, and rituals? Habits are things that we do automatically, and we mix these things up without, you know, that we're kind of on autopilot. So we might be on autopilot checking our mail every morning, and maybe we put our keys in a spot. This was, you know, when we're done with our keys, we put them in a specific spot so we can find them the next morning. Routines are usually a collection of habits or actions that we do on a regular basis as we organize our day. We're checking things out. We're doing to-dos. We're then following along in, um, in a process. And rituals are like routines, but the difference is we have an attitude that's different um, behind the actions. We, we might want to be looking at it from, you know, if we take a walk every day, it could be considered a routine. If it is, if you think it is of it as something you need to do for your productivity, or it could be a ritual if you think of it as a way to break out of the mundane and enjoy nature. When we focus on habits and routines, most routines turn out to be in actual rituals with a change of perspective. Routines can put our brains on autopilot, but we're, what we're wanting to do is be more in control and be with ourselves so that um, you know, we want to not just be out on autopilot acting out there somewhere but we want to have like a process that we go through. You know, that's a daily habit and daily consistency helps us keep going also. But when we start out the day with a, an actual focus, um, it, it also makes a difference in how we end our day and how it feels. Some of this could be um, so simple as a few savoring concepts where we savor silence. We take a look at affirmations possibly or ways that we want to have certain things happen. We can visualize ourselves doing something as a step-by-step -step and looking at things that in our imagination we want to process. We want to also possibly take a look at the exercise um, part of our system. How do we uh, take a look in the morning and take a look through the day and then how do we feel like we at the end of the day won things within ourselves we can take a lot of different attitudes in this process and try out different things and feel ourselves actually are we accomplishing what we're really setting out to do but it's really up to ourselves to implement some of these ideas and get started um, taking a look at the whole process and that's where um, the um, routines that we have, we set them out, we take a look at them, we accept them, we pro process through, and then as we take a look at all of these different parts, um, basically we, we want to also have time to pause and find a way to let all these ingredients stand so that it becomes clear. You know, we want to... Um, plan to, to give time where we're um, possibly taking a break every 90 minutes, you know, where we're able to have a, a chance to uh, reconnect. And then putting things into action. We want to take deliberate action and taking our intentions from the beginning of our practice and also putting things into action is really 
how things you know, become accomplished. Um, intentions are a wonderful way to help us feel grounded and reconnect. Deepak Chopra said, intentions compressed into words enfold magical power. And when we're more present, we can actually manage our stress and be mindful and have different things happening. That as we go about this, we're also going to see the effect. Um, it's really, the effect is, is really different for everyone. Um, and taking a look at what is a deliberate practice, it's where we have a special type of practice that is purposeful and systematic. Regular practice might include mindful, mindless repetitions where we look at something that maybe we started out thinking it was mindful and over time it becomes mindless um, and what we want to do is shift into more deliberate practice that says okay I'm paying attention and we have a specific goal of improving certain things but we're here now and we're practicing in a deliberate way we're focusing attention and the challenge is um, really to remain focused. Sometimes we show up and put our focus on something, but then after a while, we begin to carelessly look for small errors and say, um, I don't want to do that again, or I don't want to do that right now. I'll do it later. And we end up with mindless activity as practice. And part of this is some of this goes where it can have some effect where something happens again and again. We, we, tend to walk away from the whole process because we get frustrated. So it's claiming ourselves in a different attitude and saying, okay, I can try this. I can work with this. I can do this. Um, so the idea is that we really want to um, participate and have the practice in our process here be that action and this is part of the ingredients taking ingredients putting them together um, these are important ingredients and we put them together and we let them stand and then we act upon them that's where it becomes very exciting because um, deliberate practice can be the recipe and it is really serious focus it is our potential that we're looking to change here and um, sometimes it's something that, you know, we feel like um, we have lots of potential for success or greatness. And we start out with a real deliberate process. But sometimes we can um, get in a situation where we just give up. But that's not what we're trying to do here. We're saying, okay, um, we're looking for ourselves to learn and to practice with a purpose. Warren Buffett said, someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. And that's another process, too, that we can put into our mindsets that, you know, things happen in a different sequence. Sometimes the things we measure are the things we improve. It's also uh, sometimes we don't know exactly how different systems are going to happen to uh, give us, you know, efforts that maybe we didn't even look for or disciplines that we learned um, because we are um, sustaining our deliberate practice. Something may show up that we didn't even know was going to happen. Humans have a remarkable capacity to perform in different areas. Um, sometimes it's easier said than done. 
sometimes our practices are not comfortable. There, there's a sustained effort and concentration that comes along with it. People who master the art of practice or deliberate practice are really committed to being lifelong learners. And it's not a magic pill. Uh, we can manage to maintain, maintain our focus. A lot of times that focus um, requires being present and committed to something that may sound quite um, easy to get started with. But um, taking a look at the practice, it really is a purpose and systematic practice effort that is um, requiring being present. And um, we can really um, take a look and act on it in a way that, um, as we uh, have said before, the practice does have all kinds of potentials um, and results of different things. But it's it's necessary to take a look at certain things too that might be um, showing up like constraints. Um, there was it was interesting with Dr. Seuss because um, you know we have you know Dr. Seuss had an experience with how he approached certain limits in his work. We want to set limits possibly for ourselves, and that's how much time we have to work out, how much money we have to start a business or number of words we have that we need to work with. And also knowing that we can keep our options open. So um, constraints can inspire creativity. Sometimes we uh, look at things in different ways based upon how we start out and looking at, at in our attitudes. Sometimes we have to have the constraint, constraint because it also gets us out of the, the chair and, and gets us doing something uh, so we can get something done. But it's really, you know, taking a look at all these different opportunities, not as the enemy, but also that um, we are not just trying to keep ourselves in a, in a box. But um, it's helpful sometimes to have a different approach. And it may not be clear when we first start out, what is the approach? So as we take a look here, we're going to see that um, it's very necessary to um, take that deliberate process and uh, also work with all of the different sundries in our formula and our recipe and know that um, the recipe is really limitless. We can learn and we can admire how this goes together and um, there's a lot to offer as we take deliberate uh, approaches to a recipe of powerful ingredients. It's fascinating how we take a look at the beginning and we say, when I open my eyes, I, love, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I'm made of a lot of parts. And this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. And um, we are pausing um, in a break uh, as we go about this, but we're also looking at the powerful ingredients that we have, have available to us. And we know that we can do this. And this is some of the recipe for going forward as it's very exciting. Pause with us next time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.